set. Places, everybody. And action. Hi, guys. You're listening to Black Girl Film Club, a podcast where two black women discuss movies. I'm Brittany. And I'm Ashley. And on this week's episode, we're going to be discussing Foxy Brown from 1974, directed by Jack Hale. So, Ashley, do you want to go into how we, like, landed on this movie? Yeah, I think this was my pick this time. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure. And um, we're kind of bouncing around. I've never watched, um, like, an original Pam Greer movie, so I really wanted to... Uh, explore that and it was so good i'm just gonna spoil it now it was so good (laughs) it was great it was i think this is probably one of my favorite watches so far honestly yeah (laughs) i enjoyed Um, it i haven't like prior to watching it for the show i hadn't seen any like you said original pam greer movies Mm -hmm. um of course i've seen like jackie brown i feel like everybody has seen jackie brown Mm-hmm. Um, but watching Foxy Brown kind of gave me some insight as to why Quentin Tarantino wanted to make Jackie Brown and wrote that character, especially for Pam Greer. Mm-hmm. Um, much like Ashley, I love this movie. Like, I feel like I understand the universe better now after watching this movie because <laughs> I get so many things. I get why, like, Foxy Brown the rapper wanted to go by Foxy Brown because Foxy Brown is a bad bitch. Like, yeah, she's the shit. Oh my God, she is. Um, <laughs> I know you like to do your research, Ashley. So what yeah. did you learn about this movie <laughs> this week? There's a few things about this movie that I discovered. So first, this was actually intended to be a sequel to the movie Coffee, which was, I think, Pam Greer's first black exploitation film i believe she made six of them i'm not sure but i know she's uh she's mainly known as like kind of like the queen of the black exploitation era because usually mm-hmm. at least for me that's the first person i think of when you mention black exploitation in mm-hmm. movies in the 70s and starring black people and black women uh but yeah so this was supposed to be a sequel to the movie coffee and the studio like made them make it a standalone film even though the themes are still the same which is it's a woman who is taking revenge on the people who wronged her because we should say the plot (laughs) is uh she foxy brown rather is a um she's the girlfriend of a i think he's a federal agent who is investigating Mm -hmm. like a drug ring in Col- and they're like, I think they live in Los Angeles. And they're, you know, in their Los Angeles town or Los Angeles neighborhood. And um, while investigating this uh, drug ring, actually, he has, he has like reconstructive surgery. So, like, he's like kind of in like witness protection. And he is murdered by a group of hitmen for a drug smuggling ring. It's like a front, there's like a prostitution ring. Yeah, and drugs. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's a lot that happens. But basically, she takes matters into her own hands after her boyfriend is murdered. And she hunts down uh, and gets revenge on the people who murdered him. Which, since you mentioned Tarantino, 
I think that has a very, very explicit direct influence on a lot of his work. Yeah. Disregarding him in general, like as a person, his actual like film work has a lot of, um, there's a lot of female characters who do get some sort of revenge on a man or a group of men or a group of people that have done them wrong in some form or fashion. But so I can see why he has taken or how he has taken um, influence from Foxy Brown and from Pam Greer, because I think that was mainly like that was the kind of roles that she kind of got during the box rotation era were women who were really strong and didn't take any shit and took matters into their own hands a lot of the time. Um, So another movie that she started was Shiva Baby, which I haven't heard of. So Mm -hmm. I'm not really sure exactly. Have you seen that movie or have you seen that movie? I haven't seen it, but I have like heard of it and it is on my watch list. Okay. So I think that's going to be something else. I think I'm just going to watch every Pam Grier movie. That's going to be uh, the rest of my same. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so a big thing about her roles in these movies was like, she's defying a lot of gender stereotypes, um, such as like women who, again, like I said, are very strong and very take you know, they take magic into their own hands and they like use their sexuality to like further their agenda because even Pam Greer said like people would be like, oh, you need to be working in the kitchen and that kind of thing. And she wasn't that type of person because she was always raised to think that, you know, girls can do whatever boys can do. And her, her grandfather, who was named Daddy Ray, which I think is so, I think it's so sweet. <laughs> She or Daddy Ray always told her that she could do everything the boys can do, and he taught her like how to hunt and shoot and fish and drive a boat and operate a tractor. So she's always, I think, been like into like you know physical work and basically things that would stereotypically be considered like men's work. And I think she even has a farm because I watched a um I watched an episode of I think. It's like Hollywood Unsung. It's like the the mm-hmm. after version of Unsung. I yeah, I believe they did a, a, a an episode on Pam Greer, and she um, has like a farm out in Colorado, and she's like living her best life. <laughs> but I think she still does act from time to time because I know I've seen her in. I believe I want to say it was it was Twenty One Jump Street, but I am thinking I'm. That's wrong. I cannot remember which movie she was in, but I know she popped up and I was like, oh shit, it's Pam Greer. But I just can't remember which one it was. This is a travesty. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. Hey, so I still, for the life of me, cannot figure out which TV show or movie I was watching that uh, had a guest appearance by Pam Greer. But looking at her filmography, she's actually still acting. Um, she was even in a recent episode of This Is Us. I just wish I could figure out which show I was watching or movie or whatever. I'll figure it out one day. But I know um, she does still act from time to time. But um, so yeah, so we talked about... Um, oh, this is important. She actually modeled coffee after her mother and Foxy Brown after her aunt. And, oh um, wow! Yeah, so her, her, her coffee or Foxy Brown is basically like the cool badass aunt. 
<laughs> and she said that like a lot of men were like afraid that she was telling women to like uh, castrate their men and you know take over I guess you know take over the stereotypical like men's role um but she's like I wasn't so um and of course we talked about Tarantino and how he's sort of you know alluded to black exploitation films through Foxy or sorry through Jackie Brown which starred Pam Greer. He wrote it specifically for her. And he, actually, I actually read like an interview with Pam where I guess she describes like meeting him for the first time. And he like, oh, had, like, Lord. Yeah, they were like driving along. She's like driving along with somebody and they had stopped somewhere, like on the corner somewhere in Los Angeles. And they spotted Tarantino and the guy like introduced him. He's like, oh, and Tarantino's like, oh, I'm writing a movie just for you like I think you're badass and you know he said like you know really good examples and and she was like oh okay cool I'm looking for because I think at the time she was just doing theater like she wasn't really doing a lot of um like on-screen work like not like how she had been in the 70s and he made the movie and he's I guess he sent it to her or he wrote the script and sent it to her and she liked it and she's in it although I don't think it's classified as a black exploitation film, but it uses a lot of the same like elements, especially from like Foxy Brown. Like it uses some, um, it uses like the kind of like the same typeface and it's got like some of the same music and that kind of thing. So it, it's kind of like a nice like homage to it. And there's also, I mm-hmm. found out there's going to be a Foxy Brown TV series. I feel like I heard this a long time ago, but they're trying Isn't to this the one it. like with Megan Good? Is <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, it's supposed to be on like Hulu or something. I don't know how it's going to work, but I'm interested because she was she was on that um that TV version of Minority Report, and I actually like liked it, and they canceled it like out of nowhere. So I don't even think it got like a full season. So I was I don't know I don't know how yeah I don't know how it's going to translate, especially um I don't know how you know because I don't know how like it's going to translate over like multiple seasons I guess. Mm-hmm. But it would it should be interesting. Hopefully it's good. It's supposed to be on Hulu. So we'll mm. see. At least that's what I, I read. And I, then I'll also, watch it. I'll, I'll I'll watch it too, because I mean, I like Megan Good. And I enjoyed her <laughs> on that show. I just haven't seen her in a while. I don't know where she's been. Somebody knows. Oh yeah, and then one final thing is that there's actually like a uh I don't know ever know how to say this word. Biopic. <laughs> called Pam mm-hmm. and they're actually like developing it about her life because I mean aside from like her movie roles I think she's like also been like involved with like a lot of high profile men um uh like Richard, uh, <laughs> Richard Pryor and- yeah Richard Pryor and <laughs> Freddie Prince which I didn't know oh and then Kareem Abdul-Jabbar um which that story was crazy because he wanted her to like convert to Islam and she wouldn't do it. But then she was, he was like, well, if you don't convert, I have an arranged marriage scheduled for 2 p.m. that day. So if you don't convert, then I'm just going to get married to this other woman. And I guess he did the same day. She's like, no, I'm not marrying you. He's like, all right. Uh, <laughs> and I got married. And I was like, well, okay. I was like, well, that is a story to tell. That's crazy, yeah. but also <laughs> Richard Pryor. Okay, y'all. This is something that I think about every time I think about Pam Greer, and I know it's messed up, 
But oh God, apparently, what are you about to do? <laughs> it's not funny. It's really messed up, bruh. But like, oh God. Okay. You know, Richard Pryor had drug issues, right? Yeah. You've never heard this story, Ashley. I'm worried about what you're going to tell me. I have you never heard. I know, but I'm worried. <laughs> So apparently he must have had erectile dysfunction caused by his prolonged like drug use. So he would sprinkle. (laughs) So you know, you know what I'm talking about. Wait, I think I have heard of that he sprinkled (laughs) cocaine on his dick or something. Why do you you think a prayer weird though? Is it in Pam's presence? Yes. Like, yeah. Poor Pam. Yeah. They're trash. (laughs) They are. Like every time I'd be like, "Bruh, like, why he do that? Why? Right. Why he do that? Because he was on drugs." Well, he said apparently he set himself on fire after yeah, trying to cook like heroin or something. Great. I don't know. Somebody said he said somebody. Okay, the article that I read said he had been freebasing for like a week, and oh. he set himself on fire. And they had called Pam originally because he was on a movie. And they were like, Richard can't think and he's, you know, on drugs and we can all tell and they're going to shut the movie down. And so they called Pam and be like, Pam, can you talk to him? I think she was en route to like a movie set. And so she was like, yeah, I'll come and talk to him. And she did. And he's like, oh, okay, I'm going to turn my life around. And, and, you know, he didn't. And then after the whole setting himself on fire incident, like they called her again. She was like, I can't do this. I can't, you know, go and try to talk these men or talk Richard into not hurting himself anymore because he's just going to keep doing what he does. Like he's like, I can't, that doesn't work for me either, <laughs> which makes sense. And, and there's a lot of, um, I think it comes up a lot because the article that I was reading or like the interview I was reading was kind of framed around um, like Harvey Weinstein and talking about a lot of those guys because it's just like in january of this year so that was like still like mm-hmm. really fresh on people's minds so they were framing in that way because um like harvey weinstein i don't know what company this was under probably miramax um they made jackie brown and so he knew her like they you know had spoken but she'd also talked about like i think her manager her agent one of those um like wouldn't let her go to certain like uh meetings like there's like an hotel room or something like he was like no don't do that and when like when they were at parties and stuff um he would be like no don't drink that because you see what's at the bottom look at that there's stuff at the bottom you won't be able like you won't know what's going on like a week or something and so yeah so it was kind of Mm. it's kind of odd because like a lot of so a lot of the article kind of framed like how her i guess her career and like relative to like some of the men she'd been involved with or at least had in like her her circle or at least coming you know her career circle at one point or another so it was kind of interesting but mm-hmm. she's she's like such a sweet lady like i remember watching her unsung episode or i'm mean, like oh my god she's on a farm just hanging out and and living life and and looking like she's all glowing and i was like what she's living my dream life and just being as far away from other people as possible in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> that, that honestly sounds like the dream. Dream, actually, like yeah. And ooh, I think her, I'm in Colorado. Mind yeah. your business. Oh my god. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. 
Although she has mentioned that, like, since, you know, since the 2016 election, the white people have gotten wild. <laughs> so I was like, oh, shit. No. <laughs> and especially since she, she, um, she does a lot of, like, I guess she does activism for, like, farmers and, and, and stuff like that and tries to, um, I guess, advocate for their rights and, and such. And I think, like, she's come in contact with a lot of, like, racist white people more so mm-hmm. nowadays than, I guess, previously, which um, is sucks and also expected. <laughs> so uh, she has talked about that as well. But I think her... her this like movie comes into fruition like this pam movie i think it's gonna be like really um it's gonna be good but it's also gonna be kind of intense probably too because she's got she's also talked about like how like she's been like sexually assaulted like multiple times Mm. in her life and one one point she almost got i think it's happened twice and i think there was going to it almost happened like a third time and then she ended up like beating this dude's ass (laughs) He was like a. She said he was like a three hundred pound like football player, and she like fought him off and like beat his ass with like furniture. And I just kept thinking of Foxy Brown when I was reading that. I was like, cause she she beat the shit out of some people with some furniture in this movie. And, mm-hmm. and I was like, holy shit, this is really happening. But yeah, that's it's gonna be an intense movie if it does come, which I hope I hope they do make it because I feel like she's she's kind of. She's very much a part of like black culture and black exploitation culture, especially her being like such like a sex symbol. Um, because I always would hear people mention Pam, and I think people should like hear her story. She's just she seems like such a cool lady, <laughs> and she's so pretty and beautiful. I just want to be Foxy Brown. <laughs> I just, just want to go and throw chairs in the faces of white women. <laughs> that disrespect me. <laughs> Oh. Just a badass lady. So I, 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 you can tell. I really like this movie. I'll say it again. <laughs> it, it was good. So mm-hmm. let's start with the opening credits. Like it was like James, um, James Bond. I almost said James Brown, but like James Bond. <laughs> don't you know, yeah, like, it was. And hers is kind of like dancing, and it was like probably cutting edge effects for 1974. And it yeah, was like really. Like, there's a lot of colors. There's a lot of like contrasting colors, and there's like a lot of um, like the close up of her eyes and stuff. Like it's an all in, in um, like you said, like silhouette. It's really cool. She's dancing and and throwing karate kicks, and she's got like a million different wigs <laughs> and like a million yes. different outfits. She changed wigs yes. seamlessly. I will be talking about the fashion in this movie probably a lot because I. I mentioned it several it was, times in my notes. It's so great. But did you know, like, did you come across the, like, piece of trivia that was, like, the director, Jack Hill, didn't like her wardrobe because he felt yeah. like it was too on trend? Yeah, I think he thought it was going to be dated. And I was like, well, what in the 70s isn't dated? I don't <laughs> I don't know. Like, there's plenty of things that have, like, survived the 70s. But a lot of stuff hasn't. So I don't know what he was thinking about putting her in if 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 these weren't the clothes that he wanted her to be in or was there like something else that he 
decided because yes. well, he did you see the the guy i swear he had like clear shoes like one of the dudes in in, in one of the fight scenes he had like clear platform shoes if not clear then I... definitely like purple blue yellow <laughs> patchwork print <laughs> and i was like uh um the wardrobe i mean <laughs> outside of her like, like it. it was like mm, all right but every look that she had was amazing. I love like the blue dress with the ruffle mm-hmm. split. And then that mm-hmm. wig, yeah. I was like, oh my God. Oh, oh my God. God, that wig. That wig was perfect. That and was just, the best <laughs> wig. The body wave. The girls are still trying to get the body wave, okay? <laughs> and it's not always successful. You are not always successful at all, but oh my God. She looks so like, she's so beautiful in that dress. I know. So let me stop saying in the in the in the red, the thing with the red, um, with the cutout, with like the big old deep cutout, you can kind of see her like her boob outline. Listen, Pam Greer <laughs> has great boobs. Let's just yeah. point it out now. Pam Greer has great boobs. Yes, you see her boobs several times in this movie. I guess that's part of the exploitative exploitative part of this <laughs> of the genre. But you see her boobs probably from the A first lot. scene that she's in. Until almost the last one. <laughs> but they're good. They're good, they're good boobs. They are. <laughs> um, so the movie, like outside of the credits, the movie, doesn't the movie start with her brother? Yeah. Like, her brother's played by Huggy Bear from, what is it? The Moss Club? Is that? Oh, I think, I think, think it's Starsky and Hutch. Is it start, start oh, okay. It's some old seventy show that definitely had a movie remade in like early two thousand. Yeah. So yeah, okay. Bear and Starsky and Hutch. Um, his name in Foxy Brown is Link. Um, and he's into some shit. Um, mm, so yeah. it looks like he would he pro- it looked like he owed somebody some money or something in relation to drugs. And he is walking through the streets with, like, constantly looking over his shoulder. In the brightest orange jacket. Like, (laughs) I don't know what you were thinking. You can't hide in orange jackets, y'all. Like, you can't do it. You can't. (laughs) It was such a loud outfit. (laughs) And everything was loud, though. Everything. Yeah. It was good coloring. And and, and a lot of the, like, the, the sets. Too, because even some of the bad guys had um nice clothes, and then like Foxy's house had like cute um like sh- pattern sheets. I was taking a lot of notes on the aesthetic of this movie, um, and like the, vi- <laughs> the vigilantes that we see, they have like you know kind of stereotypical like seventies outfits on, but like they were really I don't know, it almost reminded me of not the. Am I thinking of the A team? I don't think I want to think the A team, but that's what that's what's coming to mind. Like with the bandanas around the afros and stuff. Uh, yeah, uh, I don't know I why don't I think A team. That's probably not the right <laughs> reference, but somebody will correct me. <laughs> but yeah, it was really cute. But yeah, so Link is is he's in trouble. He's like looking over his shoulder, and he goes to like a hot dog stand, and all the. <laughs> And he's being followed by like two guys in suits. And then when he gets to the hot dog stand, like the police show up too. So I thought he was being followed by like the guys in the suits and the police. And I was like, you are in some shit, man. That's, mm-hmm. 
there is no way out of this. But apparently he's just getting, he's just being followed by the two guys in the suits. And so he decides to call Foxy and he, from a payphone. Remember those? Payphones. <laughs> I have not seen one in so long. I haven't seen I, one in probably honestly, like 10 years. I was never old enough to actually use a like payphone. Mm-hmm. But I used to like go to the mall and like pretend I was calling somebody like I was grown. Um, I used to do that. <laughs> that, was, <laughs> that was fun. Old timey fun. There was a there was like a convenience store by my old dorm that I think probably one of the last places I've seen like a payphone. I don't even know if it worked or if it's because you know there's a lot that town is so small that like there's some things that. I'm like, did you just not decide to demolish this or, or get rid of this because you just didn't have the money to? Or are y'all actually still using it? But yeah, I remember when there was swine flu, my phone broke. And I meant I was going to call my mom because I was like freaking out about, <laughs> about swine flu. And I didn't have any way to call her. I had to like figure out how, a way to get in contact with her. And I thought about calling her on the payphone, but I was like, but the phone, it looks gross. Ew. So I was just like, I'm going to get the swine flu if I call her on the phone, but I don't know what to do. <laughs> so, <stupid. laughs> so, yeah, so we find out that Link is is Foxy's brother because um, he's like begging her, like, you don't don't leave your brother out here alone. And, you know, Foxy's in this really cute nighty. Oh, my God. It was so cute. And like she goes and changes clothes and there's like a weird like camera moment here or kind of like I think they tried to like make it like almost like a time lapse because she goes off screen with the nightie on and then he comes on screen with like her bra and panties on and this is the first mm-hmm. part i was like her boobs look great two exclamation points <laughs> <laughs> and she grabs like this tiny little gun it reminds me of um of austin powers you know how austin powers has that teeny tiny little i'm you know probably like a james bond thing too it's like this little teeny tiny gun that's like probably like the not even like the the width of your hand, <laughs> small little thing. And so yeah, so she goes and like picks him up from from the hot dog stand, like just when these men are about to like beat his ass. And she's like driving like this really cool like flashy red car. She drives on the sidewalk <laughs> and like runs, runs one of these dudes over. Oh my god, Ashley, this was like this is when I was like, this movie is amazing. Like as <laughs> soon as she hit that dude, it kept going and was like dodging in and out of traffic with a dude on a car. I was like, oh my god, oh my god, this is so great. Why yeah, hadn't she, I seen this before? She's oh got my god. the dude on the front of the hood, and then she's also got Link, because Link jumped in through the sunroof, but he didn't get <laughs> He didn't get through the roof, and so he was just hanging. Like, his legs are just, like, hanging out on the top of the thing while she's, like, driving around. And she's like, get off the front of my car. <laughs> she's, like, yelling at the dude, like, get, get the fuck off my car. <laughs> and then I think she drives around enough that she goes to, like, the pier, and she, she like, basically, like, flings him off her car into the water. <laughs> I clapped. I was in my room <laughs> clapping like, yes, yes. It, it was really good. <laughs> because so, uh, so they go, um, they go home, back to Foxy's house, and Foxy's wearing a really nice black or no, sorry, brown jacket 
with overalls and there's like studs on all of them and <laughs> they were so cute. <laughs> uh, and so Link is telling her like, this is what's up. Uh, so he originally he said that he couldn't get money from the bank for a mortgage. But I was like, I don't believe that's what you were trying to do. Like get a mortgage. Like, I don't think that was mm-hmm. his intention at all. I think he was just talking a lot of like slick shit. But he's, you know, mm-hmm. basically he's borrowed, he says he's borrowed money from a loan shark and he's out $20,000. And he's trying to be like, oh, well, at least I'm not an informer like your boyfriend was because boy- Foxy's boyfriend is assumed missing at the time. I don't think she's mm-hmm. seen him like three months or something like that. And Link says, you know, I was fine dealing coke. But she yelled at me for that, which I was like, okay, are you mad that she yelled at you for <laughs> selling drugs? Like, okay. And then he says something really, like, I really interesting that I noted where he's like, I'm a black man. I can't sing or dance. I can't preach or play sports. He's like, he said he's not ugly enough to be something, but he says, I'm not pretty enough to be the mayor. He's like, like all this ambition. What do you want me to do with all this ambition? I was like, oh my God. Link would fit in so well with Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> Link would fit in so well on Twitter with the rest of them. But he, he does make a good point. It's like there's there's specific roles, especially back then in the 70s, that you, um, I guess as a Black man, would be expected to be successful in. Like those are some of your only options, I guess, from especially like singing and dancing. I mean, you know, that's, or playing sports too. Those are like more like the stereotypical yeah. things of like, you know, if you can't do this, you can play sports. <laughs> but he says he hasn't, but he doesn't even look like he can't. I mean, he definitely says he can't play sports. He's like, he's like as thin as a rail. He kind of reminds me of, of JJ from Good Times. He's so oh, skinny, bruh. but he's not as goofy as, he's not as goofy as, as JJ, but he's just so skinny and like thin. I'm like, nah, bruh. I mean, maybe basketball, but like, I think he was too short. Nah, nah, nah. nah. Mm-mm. 70s basketball, nah. not 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 2018 basketball. Mm-mm. Nah, still no, because <laughs> then like, uh, Kareem. Oh, I'm not even gonna put my basketball knowledge out there because I was about to say, didn't Kareem Abdul-Jabbar play then? And I'm like, probably yeah. wrong. So, I don't, uh, I don't even know. I guess you could have hey, some other sports people. Did Kareem Abdul-Jabbar play? I'm about to Google it. Kareem, okay. I'm about to Google it. Good grief, I didn't know he was that tall. He's like seven foot tall, like seven feet tall, bruh. What do you, oh, okay, he played 1969 to 1989. That's a long time. Okay, so yeah, so Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, there we go, 70s, basketball, Link. (laughs) Couldn't stand a chance. There no, we go. Boom. No. I know. I know sport. Yes. <laughs> no, he definitely. He's a little bit on this. You know. I think he's a just like talker. And I was like, you know what? The drug game might be for you. Although, at the time, he's not good at that either. He's not good at that either because you wouldn't have lost the. You know, you wouldn't have lost the brick <laughs> like you did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And he also, she's like, Foxy's basically like, I don't want you to see you shot. I don't want you to see you in jail. I want you to like, you know, apply yourself and have like a regular 
job, regular life. So I don't have to go pick you up in the middle of the night because <laughs> you're being followed by two guys. And he's like, well, jail is where some of the finest people I know are these days. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> Although it could be very much true at the time. But yeah. uh, so there's a scene change and we see the hitmen are meeting or having a meeting and their boss is a woman, which was I thought was a little yes. at least unexpected to me. I thought it was going to be a guy because you're always talking about like the man, even though the man is really just like white people and white supremacy in general but i was surprised that it was a woman i wrote my note in all caps like the crime boss is a woman i was like (laughs) oh my god like that like amped me up even more because i was like this movie is already great but like Mm -hmm. to know that the woman a woman a white woman of course um she's calling all the shots and she has these men doing exactly what she wants them to do and -hmm. they're terrified of her was like this is awesome like because even women in power like in they still receive like not as much respect as a man in power Mm -hmm. um they you know they experience like sexual harassment they receive um like sex um sexist comments and stuff like that but the way that Miss Cap, Miss Catherine, right? Miss Catherine, yeah, yeah. Miss Catherine, Catherine, she didn't take no shit. Nobody even tried her at all. What mm-hmm. what she said is what she said, and I was like, this is awesome. But it's also sad that like this movie came out in the mid seventies, and sometimes when you look at like more modern films or media, it's like they don't have we that definitely. Too like regressed we've regressed i feel like the only one i can think of that not from this time period but like an older which is like i think in the 60s i want to say let me bust out my phone (laughs) i can think of like the manchurian candidate which is an old movie starring like frank sinatra and like angela lansbury's in there and a couple of actors i do not know the name (laughs) of but Uh, um how old is angela lansbury angela lansbury is like in her 90s thousands no don't do her like that do not do dame angela like that okay do not do my british dames like that do not dabbling if you're listening you know what i mean because we always talk about some old ass british woman don't do it okay 1962 but she she's like the the bad bitch in that movie um and she's calling a lot of the shots and pulling a lot of the strings I won't spoil it for you because it's actually a really good movie for how old it is because it is in black and white and I know that can turn people, some people off. But like, um, like yeah, me. I thought, yeah, it's it, we watched it in history class. That's how I saw it, and I was like, really, I actually got really into it, and I was like, wait, no, but then wait, what's going on? But <laughs> but she, uh, but yeah, she's she's like the she's like the villain in that movie, and and which is usually. Um, not what I think of when I think of Angela Lansbury at all, but I think it's fairly rare. And of course, there's like older movies and like pre-code movies where I'm sure there's like plenty of of kind of more of like your bad girls in film. But I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Sometimes I I like seeing female villains. I've always liked seeing female villains. I just seems like it's really rare a lot of the time or they're not really well done 
Yeah. No. Oh, how old is it? Oh. So, for the record, Miss Angela Lansbury is 92. <laughs> pretty, how old is how old is Betty White? Betty White's up there. She's not an old British lady, but you know. She old as hell too. Bless her heart. Oh, she's 96. Like, oh, whoa. It's <laughs> <laughs> a long time to be walking on this earth. My God. Oh. I barely, I'm already like, man, is it, is it over with? <laughs> is it over with? How much longer? Dang. okay let me let me think how many wars you've seen like my god wars she's seen all of the wars presidents presidents and shit (laughs) here goes another one all of history they've seen all of history bless their hearts my god bless them hearts okay but yes so (laughs) miss Catherine is in charge um, and they reprimand. Basically, they're like, who is that lady who picked up Link? Um, we need to figure out who she is because they, I don't think they could see, number one, because, well, one of them got ran over. <laughs> and, but they're, you know, she clearly, they need to find Link, too, because they basically can't have people getting away from, you know, you have to exert your power because if you don't, you don't make a good example, then people won't, they won't fear you and they won't respect you and then you know you basically are powerless to make your drug dealer dreams come true so (laughs) they're looking for link still um and we have another cut scene and then foxy goes to the hospital um and there's a man there with bandages on his face um yes this is when it gets a little okay i swore this was um this is al green playing but apparently it wasn't there's like a (laughs) what because it sound does it sound a little like al green playing in the background it was very like sensual like soul music (laughs) 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 i swore it was al green but it wasn't but it got um, a little sensual i did because you started keeping him on the stump well okay i was like wait a minute he he in the hospital. She kissed him on the dick. <laughs> I think she did. She did. Wait, the way you just said that. Oh my god. No, because like then you can tell because the way they have her, because she's kinda like, okay, so he's he's asleep, or at least like yeah, no, he's asleep. And so she goes and, like, you know, leans over and pulls up his little gown or whatever. No, then he must have. She must have because you have to pull up your gown. You don't have anything else underneath the gown. Okay, the logistics. Are- <laughs> so he 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 starts, like, waking up when she's kissing him and she goes, like, a little lower. But you don't see, like, it's not extended. <laughs> like, the, the, the scene isn't that long. So you can't really tell, you know, if she does it or not. But then he kind of, like, jumps up and is like, hey, ho, hey. <laughs> I just wasn't sure. <laughs> I was looking for you to oh confirm. <laughs> she she did. She did. <laughs> and then she movie. went and tried to close like the curtains mm-hmm. around them <laughs> mm-hmm. to you know, take things to the next level. <laughs> yeah. Well, because he said he's like, I didn't. Well, he said I got a little taste of. Uh, a little taste ain't nothing. I want the whole beehive. Or a little taste of honey. That's his honey. 
Yeah, a little taste. Of, I got a little taste of honey, but I want the whole beehive. Which pause on that? I forgot to mention. Yes. The yes. obvious yes. connection to to a certain um, film, a certain actress, a certain singer that a took a lot of inspiration. Actress. Yes, <laughs> proud alumni of the Lisa Ray School of Acting. I hate you. Don't do this. <laughs> Don't do that. I, uh, <laughs> I'm a whole lot of woman, baby. <laughs> what was her? Oh, she was Foxy Cleopatra. She's like a, yes. a, a mix of Foxy Brown and, and Cleopatra, Cleopatra Jones. Jones. Okay, we're talking about Beyonce and Austin Powers Goldberg for you. not catching Y'all, don't come after me, bruh. Y'all be don't. true in your hearts. <laughs> be true to yourself and tell me that my favorite singer don't act like Lisa Wright. I think Y'all she was know. okay in that movie. I think she was okay in that movie. It wasn't Ashley. It wasn't um You Touched My Child or whatever that movie is when she's <laughs> talking. <laughs> <laughs> that clip always makes me laugh. I'm so sorry, Beyonce. I love you. <laughs> we're gonna have Ashley. we're gonna have no everyone would like delete us. I like okay, y'all don't what in, in Goldmember? I don't remember a lot of her lines in Goldmember. All I know is I'm about to Cleopatra and I'm a whole lot of woman, baby. Yeah, yeah. And she but she does (laughs) My gosh. My movie is kind of ridiculous. The movie is kind of that's why why it's passable. That's why it's passable. And I love her with all my heart. They they reference um, they reference Foxy Brown a lot in that movie, which I think we mentioned in our last uh, episode on Dolomite. But um, <laughs> but they definitely do mention. They definitely do like lift some lines from uh, from Foxy Brown, which is one of those the whole beehive, which makes sense for Beyonce now. Honestly, yeah, no, like that was from Work It Out, the song. I love that video. <laughs> so much it's so great in her afro and those jeans where everybody had those really really dangerously low-cut jeans that nobody besides beyonce should have had on oh my god Um, with the virgo on the butt and i was like oh my god i'm a virgo too oh my god (laughs) (laughs) with the hula hoop i remember the making the yes when she was in that tiny little dress and she came out and like Matthew was looking at her like, what on earth? Because <laughs> the dress is so <laughs> short. It's like very, like usually Beyonce would always be in like some real short for Destiny's Child, but like that, that was like teeny tiny dress. And she had that giant freaking afro or like, it wasn't even afro, it was like kind of, um, she had those like lion's mane of hair. Yeah, it was she huge. She had on a finger comber wig and it was just <laughs> big and beautiful. <laughs> not, a, not a finger comber wig. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm about to get me one of them. I'm going to get me a finger comb, um, finger comber protective style unit. Watch me. Next time y'all see me, I'm going to have Beyonce hair on a budget. Yeah, so it's going to be you synthetic. Do it y'all don't like do not, When it's not that hot outside because I don't want you to like dehydrate. <laughs> Those things are huge. Those things will be hot sometimes. <laughs> They really do. Yeah, wig sweats. <laughs> oh God! Yeah. <laughs> Please no! Don't pass out in the street because your wig was too high. I <laughs> <laughs> mean, <be> terrible. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Um. 
Oh my god. So yeah, so um yeah, she pulls around the curtain and I guess they start going at it a little bit. Um I think more so like him cuz she she doesn't really like he's he's got more easy access, I would say, cuz he's in a hospital gown. She's like this really really pretty like yellow shirt and like these really high-waisted um like maroon pants, which is so pretty on her. The I don't care what the director says. All the outfits were cute, damn it. <laughs> They were all of them. They were, and, and then uh, so the they start going at it, and then there's like a nurse that's there to bathe him, and she comes in and she's like, she's like, that's a no no. Like she pulls open the curtain, and then she like goes to bathe him. I think she sees his boner, <laughs> like and like off screen. Bro, and she like slaps it. He <laughs> <laughs> <She> slaps. <laughs> <laughs> and then she starts she starts humming like a negro spiritual and I was like this is so great she started bathing him and like humming like the way your like mom will hum when she wants to get you up to, to wash to clean the house early in the morning Oh, my God. so much. Oh gosh. So um so later on her uh the dude gets his bandages off and he's apparently had like plastic surgery, which you don't really He got see, a like, new a, face. Yeah, you see like a before picture later, but it's not really it looks nothing like the dude to in my personal opinion. But basically he um was a federal agent. And he was working at, um, he was doing like two years of undercover work for like the Narcotics Bureau. And there was like, I guess there was corruption and some like the, and like with the police force. And so they couldn't get anything accomplished due to, um, I guess the Justice Department not doing their shit right, basically. Um, but he's got a new name. It's Michael. And, uh, I guess they sent him like a little like signed thing, like thanks for uh, getting shot or something like that. And <laughs> like a really shitty like, oh here, by the way, we typed up this note. Our secretary, you probably you had our secretary type it up, and they sent it to you, and we like just blindly signed it. Um, and so they're talking about you know basically like how he lost two years of his life and all this stuff to this bullshit. And then Foxy mentioned something that comes up later. And I think it's like the whole is like really indicative of her character because she says the only way to handle stuff is with a bullet in the gut, which is what they tried to do to him, which tried to do to him. So it just goes along with her, you know, her nature, which is to take matters into your own hands, especially when you see uh, corruption done by the people who are supposed to be on the right side of the law and they aren't <laughs> like you can't you can't always like depend on people that are supposed to be doing the right thing to actually do the right thing so she's not one to like sort of sit around and like wait for stuff to happen she's very like proactive and very about her business which we see later <laughs> um so they're coming, I guess they're like walking down the street and they see like a vigilante undercover operation. Um, which is like it's kind of chaotic because there's like a guy who's pretending to be like disabled, I think. 
and like a and he runs into the dude, which I think I think this dude's mm. supposed to be a pimp. I wasn't really sure. He's got on this like little kind of loud ass outfit. It's like I think it's purple. This is the dude I was talking about, like with the clear shoes, the platform shoes. Right. His outfit right. was very it was very it was very um it was very eye catching. I guess is the best way to say it. And so there's like a huge fight. Um, some lady's baby carriage got like shoved in the street. The dude, the baby almost got ran over. Um, there's a lot of like really. I thought this was actually like really good, um, like stunt work compared to mm-hmm. Dolomite because Dolomite was more of like I kick, <laughs> I, I kick here and I kick here and I might throw you here. And this one was like actually like not all the things like connected, and all the punches connected, but. It still was kind of believable, even though it got a little, like, chaotic and, you know, I don't know how this dude was supposed to be throwing all these punches and, and doing all this fighting with these platform shoes. But, you know, where there's a will, there's a way. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, so the the vigilantes mentioned that they're part of the, uh, what they call the anti-slavery committee, which is basically, I guess, the slavery of, not, you know, what we think of like as traditional slavery, but like, you know, enslavement of the community by like drug dealers and, and that kind of thing. So basically they get rid of like drug dealers and they make them leave the city in some way. Which he 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 said he they're gonna put him on a train to like another town, but I was like, what if he starts selling drugs in another town? <laughs> they didn't think that through. <laughs> I guess they're like, well I beat his ass enough. I guess if we hear about it again, then uh, we'll beat your ass some more. <laughs> um, and they're talking, you know, they're talking about the whole, their whole, um, I guess their mission. And Michael's like, oh, vigilante justice. I don't know about that. And <laughs> Pam is like, vigilante justice is American as apple pie. <laughs> so we got to beat somebody's ass to solve your problems. I guess you got to beat somebody's ass to solve your problems. <laughs> And that is something that she firmly believes in, too. She firmly believes in, and she acts upon it. Again, she's about that mm-hmm. action. So, meanwhile, <laughs> Link has called this white woman. I guess it's his girlfriend? There's yeah, yeah. That's his living with. Yeah, and he... His... Well, I guess she's, she makes... She, not makes drugs. She um she bags coke with him like she's you see her later and they're like bagging and weighing stuff or coke um and she, she says the hitmen have been looking for him because he's lost in drugs uh and Foxy comes home introduced Mike to Link and Link is kind of like eyeing him like you look familiar but he doesn't say anything but you see like the wheels are turning that he's about to um. And he kind of like recognizes him, but he doesn't say anything. And then there's a sex scene, which thankfully the sex scene is actually not terrible. <laughs> doesn't look, it doesn't look as salty and scary. <laughs> like, yeah. My God. That, from last time it was like, please, please, please stop. Please, <laughs> please don't do this. Please, please. No. No more. Please There's cut no this. Like, edit this out, please. There's no pimp slapping. It's very like <laughs> loving. It's very quick, but like he holds under her boobs the whole time. 
<laughs> like <laughs> firm grip on her boobs the whole time. Um, and then afterwards, he gives her like, oh no, they're talking about the gun that she has because he's the reason why she has it. Like he gave it to her. She's been practicing and she's pretty good at it. This is where I noticed she has really nice, like, psychedelic looking bed sheets, which is really cute. Uh, and so Link is home and he's looking at a picture of someone named Dalton Ford who went missing. And uh, he tells Foxy, like, oh, I bet you somebody made a ton of money IDing him to the bad guys, which is such a shitty thing to say. Like, you're basically saying that somebody sold your brother, that sold your brother, sold your man out. It got paid for it. And he's like, oh, yeah, that would be such a great idea to do. And I'm like, okay, but if we're assuming he's dead or missing, like, why would you say that to your sister? Like, why do you have, do you not have any sense, Link? I don't, I don't get why he did that other than being like a complete dumbass. That, that's the reason why. That's <laughs> like, basically, the reason why. He's dumb. So, Pam, or I said Pam, uh, Foxy's planning to leave. With Mike. I think they're like going to go on vacation. And like, meanwhile, Link is figuring it out, like putting the pieces together that Mike is really like Dalton Ford. Um, he basically like sees a picture in the newspaper and like draws a line on it. Yeah, it's like, like a little line. <laughs> like the dude had a like, beard and hmm. everything. Yeah, he, he. And I was like, okay. Yes, swift detective work on Link's part. Uh, So we next see like the drug dealers are getting like a phone call and they're like, they're talking to Miss Catherine and they're yelling, they're like, Link, or not Link, Dalton is still alive. He's still alive. He can't be alive. We can't let him um, talk any any more than he already has. So Link, like, like, he went and snitched so fast. Like, I don't... What is the matter with you? <laughs> like, why would you do that to him? He's trying to get himself out of that debt, bro. Like, I owe like twenty grand, and I got oh, some like very valuable information, bro. I'm telling on everybody. I'm pointing <laughs> fingers like you. <laughs> yes, you and you and you. What's that? All of them. What's that? Um, that that video clip of like Whitney Houston naming out all the people. <laughs> In her entourage, yeah. she's on like is that video everybody always posts. That's Link. That's all the me. Time. That's Link and Brittany. <laughs> I need money. Just so y'all know, like, don't don't do anything illegal in my presence. Cause like if the police coming after me, bruh, I am singing like Jodeci. Like I am telling on everybody. I'm giving names, I'm giving nicknames, I'm giving addresses, phone numbers. Everybody like mm-hmm. <laughs> I ain't gonna go to jail. Mm-hmm. I just see locked up. No, no, ma'am. Oh no! Mm-hmm. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> A word to the wise: Don't do anything mm-hmm. in front of Britney. I'm telling. I am. <laughs> so they um. So the reason why they have to um, they want to stop Mike from talking is they're they use their influence so basically which we find out later um but basically Catherine's company is like a quote-unquote modeling agency which is really a front for like an escort service and so they use the escort service to influence um like prominent politicians and like judges and that kind of thing in the city when they have 
um, like dealers that need to get like be gotten off or um, I guess any sort of like influence that they need they they you know have these girls to go and like you know make these men or service these men or whatever and so they can't do this if Mike is going to talk because they, you know, they can influence the jury, you know, once or twice, but they need, they need him out of the way, essentially. And then the dude calls him a nigger cop. Bruh. Like, like, Bruh. white people, the names y'all be, Bruh. I'm not with. Like, watching this, I heard so many spooks. Bruh. And niggers I mean, and my favorite, bruh. Well, later in the movie, somebody refers to Foxy as a big jug jigaboo, and I was like, "Oh, <laughs> it's not big funny, jug but it's, it's not funny. It's just gonna look a laugh to keep him crying because it's like, white <laughs> people, what are you doing? I was like, also, how do y'all be?" Like these are some coming like, up with deep, these terms, like deep, deep, like, deep, deep racism terms. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> I remember when, I forget who calls who was. I guess it's the same same dude, not this the nigger cop dude, but like the one who calls. The, I think he calls Foxy a spook, and I was like, what? oh, bruh, <laughs> what? I was like, wait, I haven't heard spook in a movie in a very long time. What is happening? I, either and i was always like uh you just let it fly like that i was like okay <laughs> but yeah so so the hitmen go after mike they find him pretty quickly but they don't realize they kind of like oh it looks a little he looks a little different but they can't really put their like finger on it but um they go after him and they shoot him on Foxy's doorstep. Like right when Foxy figures out that Link is a snitch, she hears gunshots and like it's Mike like laid up on her door and she like cries and he dies in her arms. It's sad and and I was like, Link, what is the matter with you? I was like, Foxy's gonna put you Bruh. up in the house. All you have to do is like turn your life around. But I guess it's I mean I guess it's like one of those like, well it's either you or me, bruh. <laughs> <laughs> Me, me, but it's like there's twenty thousand dollars on the line. Sorry about it. (laughs) Sorry, sorry. (laughs) But so, what happens next is what I always say. Like she, like goes to Link's apartment and starts fucking up. All his shit, like she's <laughs> throwing stuff. He like he she hit somebody with the chair. She's like, why she pulls a little bitty gun out on him? <laughs> yeah, she's well. The funny and, part is she's she's changed her outfits. I don't even know if it's later that same day, but she's got like this cute little blue outfit on, and, like high waisted with the pants, of course. Yes, with the headscarf on and pulls out the little tiny little gun. She shoots at both of them, him and his white girl. I don't remember what her name was. So I'm so sorry if she's just going to be that white girl for the entirety of this episode. But yeah, she shoots at both of them and she's like, you need to get, well, okay, the funny part is is that she comes to the door and she's like, help, Link, Mike's been shot, I need your help, I need you, we, 
and she he, op- he opened the door and she was like <laughs> she's basically like bitch <laughs> <laughs> she put a gun like pointed at him <laughs> <laughs> oh my god she oh puts god. their whole apartment up she puts she so oh, many bullet holes in that she put a bullet hole in the wall, like right by his face. Like she was not fucking around. <laughs> but she, she, she asked, like talking all this shit, and she's like, uh, she's so angry, and she has every right to be angry. Yeah, and like before like, she leaves the apartment, she knocks over like a a big ass cabinet <laughs> on her way out, and I was like, yes, that's like, like the extra layer of you petty. always tear up stuff at somebody else's house. Like you tear up <laughs> somebody else's house. Because when you like in like in thirteen, when the mama was ripping up cereals and like spreading it around her kitchen, I'm like, you gonna have to clean that up later. Like, you do that kind of stuff somewhere else. They have to clean it up. <laughs> yeah, no, she definitely fucked up his whole house. It's it's. I mean, it's a sight <laughs> to behold because she shot at the, he shot at him. He shot at the girl. She says he needs to leave town for good. And she gets the information about Catherine and how, you know, their business is, is um, how the business is run. And once she leaves the house, once Foxy leaves the house, <laughs> the white girl is outraged. <laughs> the white girl is pissed. Like, who <laughs> she, does she think she is? <laughs> <laughs> and he says, that's my sister Foxy. And she's a whole lot of woman. <laughs> And I was like, she is a whole lot of woman. Oh my yeah. god. She's what a fucking route. <laughs> she was not fucking around. <laughs> but man, sometimes you just gotta shoot at your brother, I guess. Like especially if, you're, especially if he tries to ruin your life. Um so so Foxy goes undercover as Misty Cotton. She shows up in this pretty bob wig. Nice straight bob. Yes. I think she's like in a yellow outfit, a yellow dress or something. It's really, really pretty. It's like, like I think it's like a yellow, like, t- tie top, um, sleeveless mm-hmm. tie top, and possibly some pants. It oh, might yeah, have maybe it's like a jumpsuit. Maybe it's like a jumpsuit. It, it's it so cute, though. It looks good. It looks really good. She looks really good. The wig was good. The wig was excellent. I Listen. One can only dream. So so pretty. So, Ashley's gonna put together a lookbook. Right? I am. I'm gonna put like an episode like <laughs> look all my favorite looks from from Foxy Brown because I just eh, everywhere I look there's just a good outfit, a good hair moment. I just can't believe it. Uh, <laughs> so this is she has this discussion with Miss Catherine. Basically, she's like, I know what this is. You don't have to play this whole as a modeling agency bullshit with me. Um, but I want in and I want in now. And Miss Catherine's like, okay. And then she says like weird thing about how she has, did she say she has unusual features? How does she try to like exoticize her a little bit in that weird way that white people yeah. can do? Yeah. <laughs> and, and she tells her like, if you get into this, like you can't quit. Um, we don't let people quit. Um, but you could do like really great things, I guess, as as a hired sex worker. And so then there's another moment, another scene where Foxy shows up to Catherine's house. She's got a big ass house. 
And she's in another outfit, another look. The body wave wig has emerged. Love good body wave. It's perfect. It's like down her back. And she's in the, oh, this is my favorite outfit. I think this is my favorite outfit. The random suit. Yes, it's so good. (laughs) It's so good. Because it's like a huge cutout. Like it's, it's like it kind of like goes around her neck. And then, um, I think it's pants. Yeah, it's like a body. It's like a pantsuit kind of, not pantsuit, but like a bodysuit, right? And she's got like this big diamond cutout. Because you know, some people have like the diamond cutout and it's like kind of, you know, on the chest. This one goes like down to like her, like her stomach, basically, like almost. So you get boob, you get hair, you get red. I just. It's a moment. It's a moment. It's a moment. It's It's so good. And so she, while she walks in, Catherine's coaching the girls on like how to escort. She's basically like, listen, <laughs> this is one point where she's like, listen, just pretend like you give a shit about what these men are talking about. <laughs> and if you don't, just, you know, fake it till you make it. Fake it. Yeah. And, <laughs> and Foxy like makes eyes at like her, at Catherine's man. I think his name is Steve. And so he, she's yes, like upstairs. <laughs> And she's getting, like, you know, hair and makeup or whatever. And Steve is, like, down on, like, the the ground floor. And he's looking up. And so he can see her changing. And she kind of looks at the soda. So he gets, like, whole side boob. And then you see, like, you know, look her looking over her shoulder, like, like, hey. And just kind of tossing her hair. And, like, also, like, also pretending, like, you know, it's, like, really quick glances. And he's, <laughs> he's staring up at her. So hard to like Miss Catherine gets all like pissed off <laughs> and starts and yelling. She like, he, yeah, well, she, she yells at him and then she yells at her at her workers because she's like, You look like you've been up all day. You look terrible. What is this outfit? <laughs> she she takes it out of there. I was like, dang. I was like, dang. well, I mean, is it is it Foxy's fault? <laughs> is it Foxy's fault, ma'am? Might want to check your man. <laughs> you might want to check your man. It says, "Yeah, this is the this is the beautiful I uh the powder blue outfit. Powder blue seems to be a seventies color. Yes, because Dolomite had the seventies blue, and then, <laughs> and then Carrie did Carrie have the seventies blue? I remember you talking about yes. somebody having a powder blue suit in that episode. But yeah, yes. like my dad, Tommy." <laughs> Like my dad, Tommy had on the blue suit. Yes. Wow. Mm, so I think this is like the color of the decade, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> and this is the okay. I think so. This is a subtle thing that they did in this movie that I didn't realize, I don't think, at first, but I watched this movie twice. And they're paired together. With or Foxy's paired with another black girl, like I guess the only other black girl mm-hmm. it was Claudia, and because Catherine says these men that we're sending to you, they they like your type, and I was like, oh god, no, oh god. Ashley, like, did you clock what she said when Misty Foxy came down the stairs? She was like, oh, Misty Cotton, you almost have classic features. And I was oh, like, no, I didn't see that, and I didn't hear that at all. Are you kidding? They told her, like, you almost have classic features. Like, oh, God. It's like the same shit when they told Angela. Um, 
who was that? Viola Davis. And she said it doesn't have classical features. And I'm like, uh, Viola Davis is beautiful. What are you talking about? She what is. What the fuck are you saying? Movie. What are you saying? Like, like Catherine, like, please. Like, I didn't know she said that. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I feel like that's before she said, like, the judge likes dark meat. And I was like, no, yeah. not dark meat. There is a, not yes, somebody meat. does mention dark meat in this movie and I'm like Lord help us these people are so uh, it's so crazy because I'm just like oh my god like I feel like if you said that now you would definitely get called out on Twitter like immediately but like you could just let this kind of shit fly oh god it's terrible even like even in movie form I'm pretty sure like people would say that like as like offhand comments in real life I would definitely be surprised yeah, it's Trump's America, so yeah. Somebody is definitely being referred to as dark meat. Dark meat. At That's this so moment, gross. like... <laughs> so gross. It's so gross. Ugh. I love the dark meat. Oh my god. So awful. Um, So Claudia... Claudia's in a really cute outfit. She's like in... um, I think it's like a green crochet type thing. Her, her commitment to not wearing a bra is fantastic. <laughs> She's definitely not wearing a bra. Um, so they're sending them both of them to um, like a party with like a judge because there's some dealers that are going to be in court tomorrow and they want him to like let them off. And then th- she still her about this like house in Haiti, um, which like later on you kind of find out like basically when the girls don't do their job right which is basically getting the these politicians and judges and and that sort of thing when they don't get um i guess their dealers off or you know give them special treatment these girls are like sent basically sold in like sexual slavery to haiti or something like yeah it's very very dark uh yeah because because uh, Foxy's asking Claudia, like, well, okay, well, what happens if you don't do the right thing? She's like, oh, well, you don't want to do that. You don't want to do that. And the fucked up thing is Claudia's baby and her husband come. And her husband's like, I'm moving. I'm taking the baby away. And you should be able to leave. I don't know why you can't leave. Which I don't know if he realizes what kind of job she does or what. But she's like, I can't leave. These people won't let me leave. And then the men come and, like, beat the shit out of her husband. I think it's, like, Steve and, like, another guy. In front of the kids. In front of the kids. In front of her son. He's, like, on the street, basically. And he's like, well, you know, if you want to get in contact with your wife, you should really write a letter. Write a letter. Damn. Oh, man. That's cold. You can't see your wife because, basically, we own her. And also, if you want to talk to her, write write a letter. Y'all live in the same city and you, that's so fucked up. So Claudia's in some shit, basically. Poor girl. Mm-hmm. Um, they get to the party. This part made me laugh also. It was like <laughs> gross. <laughs> because they're watching porn on like a projector. Yeah, that's weird. It was times, weird. Times were hard, I guess. Back before the internet. <laughs> <laughs> On a projector, like you're at a fucking movie theater, which I mean, they have porn theaters, but like, it's like a home situation. (laughs) 
And so it's all men and like some other girls, like Foxy and, and Claudia are the only two black girls. And uh I think somebody mentions I see you like the dark meat. And I was like, oh gross. Again. Whoa. They keep saying dark meat during these scenes. And I was just like, bruh. Gross. Dark. Just dark meat. Dark meat. <laughs> and then um, I think this is when Pam, or not, who I keep calling her Pam. Foxy comes back and she's like, well, the darker the berry, the sweeter the juice. Yes. Yes, she yes, did. Yes. Which I've heard, I mean, I feel like we've all heard this a million times, but she's really good at like playing off of their racism like really well. And she uses a bunch of like courtroom in- innuendos, like let's go in the room and make a few motions. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> and the men are like fuck, the men are like actually like pressed about it because like one dude like grabs at her and was like oh well no I want this one and I'm like okay yo, like, Yosemite Sam like chill out <laughs> and he's like you're for me and she's like no I'm not no, I'm with the judge she's like I want the time like, no you he was, he was upset he was he was I'm so like, mad I was like here you got like plenty of other girls because like all the dudes have like a girl on their lap everybody's na- well all the girls are naked none of the men are naked i was like just go and find you one of these of course over here oh yeah of course and they are go they go into the next room with the judge uh claudia and, and foxy <laughs> this part was weird okay so there's parts of this are funny there are parts of these are kind of like horrible because they're like supposed to be like playing up the criminals that they want the judge to get off but they they like it's terrible stuff that these men have done because one was like like foxy was like oh there was like one dude that was found in like an alley with like a nine-year-old or whatever but she liked it and i was like excuse me what <laughs> what like what the hell and there's other dude there's other one well I, they do also they sell drugs that's the thing but they also do other stuff on the side i think they're just supposed to be like, they freed the judge out a little bit, which I was understandable because I was like, these can sound absolutely horrifying. And then... He looks shook. Like, I was he was looking like, uh, uh, what? Uh, and she's uh, like, yeah, he's like, these people sound like, like menace to society. And I was like, they do sound terrible. I was like, these rapey people. Fuck that. Get them off the street. And then Claudia does this weird... Why does she do this? We she keeps talking like Foxy Brown is talking about these people, but she's going along with it, and I don't, yeah. I don't think she like got what was going on for real. No, I she think, thought it like was a game. Well, I think okay, I think they show her. Didn't she take like a bump or something in the in the limousine on the way over? I don't know if I don't know if she was on drugs. It, Claudia's a she little out might there. have. I can't remember. Yeah, she's a little spacey. She is very spacey. And then she was like taking off her clothes, but then she also she also did this like Captain Morgan pose like on the bed. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Claudia, <laughs> Claudia, dial it back, girl. Dial it the f- <laughs> dial it back. And then they take off his pants and then they start. <laughs> this is the part that's funny. They start clowning him for his penis. Like, he's how small his dick is. Yeah. They started, roast him, They bro. roast the fuck out of him. She was like, I'm sure I'll like it, but I just can't find it. <laughs> <laughs> I was 
like, bruh, they had just uns- <laughs> like he was looking a little shook too. He was like, well, damn, damn, <laughs> okay. Oh my goodness! So they play him for. I don't know why they clown him so hard. Like I don't know if he was like, is this a part of the of the experience or like, is this how they are? <laughs> is this is this how they are <laughs> or what? And so Foxy's taking off her clothes or two, and she's got like on like really pretty like royal blue like lingerie, and they do this weird thing where they. She's like, okay, get ready. And she's like taking off her bra. Then also Claudia gets on the ground and then he like trips backwards over Claudia's back and like falls into the hallway. Mm-hmm. And and <laughs> Foxy starts yelling at him. She calls him like a racist honky judge. <laughs> <laughs> and they slam the door on him. And because I, I think they're like in a hotel or something. And they slam the door. He's out in the hallway. And with his dick out. His dick out is in the hall. Yeah, and he he's with like a there's like a woman in the hallway and he like I guess tries to like grab on or he like bumps into her or something. And this like group of white women come from down the hall and they think he's trying to rape her. And they and this one lady goes and beats him down with like an umbrella. They basically they, like they go, his ass. they like swarm him and like they beat him down, and like all these people in the hotel like come out to watch, and he's like a prominent judge, so this is like like bad on multiple levels because what are you doing outside with your dick out <laughs> in this hotel? Mm-hmm. He's probably married because mm-hmm. he's like an older dude, so like again, what are you doing? And then. You're grabbing on, like, you're pawing on some girl <laughs> in the hallway. Like, what are you going, what's going on? And she's on? screaming. <laughs> yeah, she's screaming and at him. he's getting, that whole scene was, it, it was, it was, it was funny. And it was funny. <laughs> like, mostly because they were clowning him. Like, they roasted him so bad. Like, it was so bad, y'all. And I was, like, dying laughing, like, the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> and and so, then I guess this is when like Foxy tries to help Claudia, right? Yeah. Like Claudia um, starts freaking out because she's basically like, I'm never gonna see my kid again, which is kind of the way she does it. She's like, that was just so much fun, right, Foxy? And she's like laughing, and then all of a sudden it turns from like <laughs> Her laughing to her being like, uh, uh, and I'm like, oh, I think this is the come down. I really, thought, I think that was the come down because she it flipped so fast. But yeah, she's 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 like freaking oh, out. She's definitely freaking out. Um, and then the next scene, the drug the drug dealers are freaking out because the judge is so mad that he gives each of the dealers that they were trying to get off. They get 20 years each in retaliation because he's, like, pissed. Yeah, which is a lot. Like, a lot. And which I I don't think they were thinking. Obviously, they weren't thinking that they were going to get it. But also, I was like, damn, 20 years. Um, So they basically figure out that it's Claudia and Foxy's fault. And they look for, they send men to look for them. And 
Claudia is staying at Foxy's house. She, uh, basically, you know, so she can be safe. And Claudia has slipped out and gone to a lesbian bar. The first time I watched this, I didn't realize it was all women in that bar. I thought it was like a mix of people. But then I rewatched it and I was like, <laughs> this is like all women. And like, there's a couple, there's a few like masculine women and a few like femme women. But like, it's all women, like the bartender, everybody. So I was like, oh, this is a lesbian bar. But then I was like, why did she go to a lesbian bar? And when, where would this bar have been in relation to like Foxy's house <laughs> in her neighborhood? Um, so she goes to the bar for a drink. The white women are all kind of like, what is this in here? <laughs> and the bartender is actually like working or works for Catherine. She probably gets paid off or asked to off or I don't know, gets off her protection or something. And she's like, oh, I've heard about her. We need to just like stall. Like we need to keep her in this bar. She can't leave. And so she sends one of like the women to like stall her. And the woman is like coming on to her pretty hard, like almost to like a like a very almost a salty a, a degree. Yes, she like kind of grabs at her and stuff. And I was like, oh shit! And Claudia, Claudia is not about this life. Okay, I don't even know how Claudia got sucked into this, but Claudia is not with the hands. And no. Fox, Foxy shows up. The white woman calls her a bitch, <laughs> and then tells her she has a black belt in karate. <laughs> <laughs> and Foxy's like, well, I got my black belt in bar stools. And she picks up a bar stool and hit the lady with it. In and the face. All hell breaks all the- hell breaks loose. Like <laughs> And she beats every last one of their asses. Like she was not fucking around. Um and like I think Claudia kind of like came to her senses and like threw a chair or two at somebody. But then like one girl gets thrown like into the to the jukebox, like head first. <laughs> like, like I was like, holy shit, this is so much there is so much happening in this movie. Especially this scene because it's pretty much them two against everybody. And um they escape. But the two men, the two hitmen arrive. And so Foxy and Claudia start running. There's a really good soundtrack, like, cue on this part. And uh, Foxy, like, glasses a man. Like, she hits one dude in the face with, like, a bottle. And hits another one with a trash can. Like, she was fucking them up. And Claudia manages to, like, get away. Like, barely. But Foxy's captured. And the dude I got glass, like he punches her in the stomach and he's threatening to like cut her on the face too to like in retaliation. And so she gets kidnapped. And they bring her to some random house. I think it might be Miss This Cat. is like this part was a lot. Unsettling. Yeah, it was a lot. Like, there's a lot of screaming. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and I think they torture yeah. her. I don't know what they don't show it on screen, but I think they torture her because um, they have like tied up and stuff. And Miss Catherine's watching. 
and she's talking her shit mm-hmm. and um basically telling Foxy about how like she needs to mind her own business and she shouldn't have done this and this and now she's going to pay the price for it. Mm-hmm. So they so I feel like she this is when she was assaulted the first time. Or yeah, which I don't know if they is that, I don't know what exactly happens. Because they kind of like allude to like, you know, save your strength or something. But I don't know what happens. I guess you can assume that she's sexually assaulted. Yeah. Which is, yeah. But Uh, that was disturbing. mm -hmm. And also what they do is they decide that they're going to send her out to the country. So they're going to send her out to the middle of nowhere to somebody that works for them out there. Mm -hmm. And they drug her with heroin, which I was like, well, damn. What? Straight to it. Like, like, won't that, won't that make you hooked on heroin? I'm not a drug person, but I feel like how addictive heroin is like one hit is a slippery slope like yeah i've only heard like that and like like that and crack are the two that like get you but this is before um crack was like serious seriously huge um like just before but yeah the heroin it just seemed whew, that shit freaks me out <laughs> i won't lie especially anything that you do get injected into you i'm like oh thanks (laughs) and uh but the fucked up thing is they say they figure out that that she knows dalton and or mike whoever she knew him and then link is her brother and one of the um one of the guys in the suits is like oh well maybe those people just don't believe in family loyalty it's like oh the racism comes out again (laughs) like like, oh yeah, maybe because you you sold yourself, you sold you out because you're black and y'all don't have any sense of yeah. family or community. Or, I'm like, that's so not true. That's like completely opposite. <laughs> like, what the fuck? And so yeah, they sell her to this. They send her to this ranch, and this part reminded me so much of Death Proof, or at least Death Proof reminds me of this. I guess. Um, because have you seen Death Proof? Uh, I've, yeah, I've seen, I've seen both of them. Yeah. So there's, um, the one, um, where, yeah, so he like sent, like the girls go to this ranch and there's like a bunch of like hillbillies there. Um, I don't know why, but I was like, this just seems like something that quick that Tarantino enjoyed, not enjoyed, but like he kind of like locked it into his like memory bank although this is like the fucked up part of the movie this is like the seriously fucked up part of the movie because it gets worse and um so they drugged her she wakes up and there's like two hillbilly dudes and she tries to escape and they like capture her again and like tie her to the bed and they inject her again which also i was like oh there's a lot of heroin happening <laughs> and they they call her all kinds of slurs but then she. Let's they call her Dusky. Did they really? 
Yeah, she's like this beautiful dusky young lady. I was like, dusky? What? That that's that's a jigaboo. This is where they call her a big jug jigaboo. Big jug jigaboo. Like, they call her was, they call her a lucky nigger. I don't remember why they call her that. Because I was like, how lucky is she? She's tied up to the fucking bed. She swears back at them though, and there's like this is the only part of the movie I was like, oh no, because she kind of like lets a few like gazers fly, which I think is to, oh yeah, yeah, I think it's to like <sighs> sort of like emasculate them, and like usually the quickest yeah. way for like a straight person to try to emasculate another straight man is to call him some sort of like gay slur, which is fucked up. Um, yeah. And it's, think, and it's the 70s. Yeah. So. And I think, honestly, there's just, I mean, she could have taken a page from Dolomite. And, well, Dolomite came after. But I feel like Motherfucker could have worked really well in this scene. <laughs> like a slew of motherfuckers. Yeah. There's so many creative names, <laughs> honestly. And, and Motherfucker is one of them. Um, but yeah, he calls, he's like, did your black ma- mammy tell you to talk like that? And I was like, oh, God. <laughs> He's like, I'm gonna clean your mouth out with soap. Oh. And I was like, uh, I don't know where this is gonna lead. Oh. I hope it is over soon. Yeah, please. Yeah, it's a long scene. And so he like rips off her bra and like, or one of the dudes rips off her bra and then like she's raped. But you don't see it. You just see like kind of yeah. lingering eyes, which thank God you don't see it. Cause it was like, this could have gone to like extreme heights of exploitation. But um, so afterwards, when she like wakes up, she sees there's like a razor on the table, and this is a cool scene because she used like her she like leaned over because she's still tied up, so she leaned over and used her tongue to pick up the razor from the table. Yes. And then somehow transfers it to her teeth without like swallowing it or cutting up her tongue. And she manages to cut herself free. So I was like, ah, queen of self determination. <laughs> and <laughs> she goes to the house, finds some wire hangers, which at first you don't realize why. She siphons tank or gas from like a tank outside. And then she fucks these dudes up. So she grabs the ha- she grabs the uh, like the bunch of hangers, and she like hits the dude in the face with it, like one of the guys in the face. And then she throws gasoline on another guy, and she and dude, she flings she flings like I don't know how many matches she <laughs> she had to throw like twenty matches. <laughs> she was like pow. She was just striking them pow. Yeah, striking them pow. Striking them pow. And she set them on fire. And I was like yeah. Yeah, she sets them yes! on fire. She Set runs out the fire. house, and they like the house gets blown to high hell, basically. <laughs> Which good because fuck those men. <laughs> um. So meanwhile, yes, Catherine and her men have decided that they have to. I don't know how they feel. I, I guess they hear about the the explosion somehow. I don't know how, but they they say that they need to go kill a couple of niggers, and I was like. And they grab shotguns. So like, all right, we are really <laughs> the damage. Uh, so they cut to Link and his white girl, and they are having sex and doing coke. 
without a care in the world. I'm like, yeah. do you not realize that your sister's gone? Like, you haven't seen your sister in a while or anything? Like, or that you're in danger? Or in danger. You're in so much danger. Like, <laughs> from, like, multiple sides. And so uh, Catherine and her men, they bust in. They want to know where Foxy is. They shoot him and his white girl. But then I was, okay. I was like, this is a shotgun. But they shot him pretty close. I was like, at a shot with a shotgun. I don't think you would be able to see. Like, I feel like there'd be more blood <laughs> and more body parts. Like, shotguns are like they those fuck people up. Like, they shot him like real close, <laughs> like like inches away. Um, and then they shoot the white girl too. And they're like, oh, that's unfortunate, I guess, for the white girl. And I was like, oh, I mean, is it? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so Foxy has found out that Link is dead and uh, she has gone to the vigilante group. Um, was it the anti-slavery committee? First of all, all these men are fine as hell. I was going to say that. They're all fine. <laughs> they're all good looking. They're all beautiful, especially the dude with the little bandana. I'm sorry. Like, I know there was, they were there for a good cause, but they're just so, they're just so beautiful. And they're, she's trying to appeal to them. She's like, I, you know, this could be your brother, this could be your sister, or your children. Like, I just want justice. A good man was murdered. And I, I just want, you know, because they're saying, like, you're asking for revenge, essentially. You want us to get revenge on these people? She's like, "Well, I'll handle the revenge myself." I was like, "Queen, Queen Foxy, <laughs> Queen Foxy Brown, <laughs> revenge, bitch, revenge." <laughs> and so they recruit a pilot. I don't know what this character was about, <laughs> but they find this dude who like flies people to Mexico. I guess. And she, Foxy, yeah. like, flirts with him in a bar. She's in another really pretty outfit. It's yellow and brown. And <laughs> I told you, I noted every outfit. And she's like, well, take me for a ride in one of your planes. And so, of course, he does it because, I mean, hello, she's beautiful. And this is the question I had to ask. Why is there always a private plane in these movies? Um... Is there always a private plane? I guess if you're in the drug game, it comes with one private plane. So, like, <laughs> once once you reach boss level in the drug game, you get a private plane. Is this the Sims mod? The Sims boss? <laughs> <laughs> Sims drug mod? Uh, uh, let's not... <laughs> I know! You play the Sims, don't you? Don't you have this mod? <laughs> Um, why you put my business out there? <laughs> so, I had a mod for my Sims where they could sell coke. And one of my Sims asked OD. So, I took the mod out of my game because I felt bad. Oh my god, it relates to OD. <laughs> my Sim OD because he was like, yeah, I'm really energized from doing coke. <laughs> Oh my god! You can do. 
I just want, saw one today that you could be a sugar baby. Oh, and I got a sugar baby, mom. I just saw that Ooh, on Twitter today. Okay, R.I.P. Porter Pizzazz. <laughs> um, my sweet baby. <laughs> my sweet baby angel. My pixel baby who went to the great oh my God. main menu in the sky. Oh my God. <laughs> 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 oh my god did he port did he have a plane did he have a private plane no he wasn't in the game he could never meet a dealer to become a dealer himself damn so like you gotta meet a dealer to become a dealer mm. so he didn't meet one he just grew his own and like he grew some weed and it came across some coke and then just went ham. It ended things for him. Yeah, he got a little too too into it. That was his main hobby. Bless his heart. So this is a PSA. Bless his pixel heart. This is a PSA to all you guys. Stem don't let your don't let your pixel babies do drugs. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you should let them do drugs. I can't believe that's like a thing. I just had mine died because they they were grilling. They didn't know how to use. No, they were just cooking <laughs> food and, they, and I stepped away for like five minutes. And I forgot to pause and I came back and there's a fire and she was too freaked out to call the police or to call the fire department. So they burnt <laughs> three urns in my living room. And I think that's the last time I played. I was so mad. <laughs> I was so pissed off. That should turn me off. So now, oh my god! I mean, now that you can have them do drugs and stuff, I mean, maybe I'll jump back in one day. But. Holy shit. <laughs> so they're in this private plane. Um, <clears throat> they're drinking. She's drinking a Budweiser. I guess she's pretending to be like kind of drunk or whatever. And she actually asked him like, oh, hey, let's put this plane in autopilot so we can go in the back. <laughs> he was like, no, baby, I can't do that. He's like, I gotta is- fly the plane. He's like, this isn't that kind of, he's like, "That's this is not that kind of plane. <laughs> I would love to, but. This ain't that kind of plane. I got to, you know, pilot this bitch. <laughs> and so there, I guess this part I was confused about. At, I didn't realize this at first, like the first time I watched it and the second time I was like, are were the men expecting the pilot? Like the pilot worked for Catherine's men, I think. Because they like do an exchange. Because like they, so they land the plane and he tells her to like get down, like don't be seen, and then he goes out and like they're like exchanging money, um. But they don't really, you never figure out like what they're exchanging money. So I guess he's like the 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 drug runner, like getting money. I guess yeah. getting drugs over the border from Mexico to I America. So. I think so. Okay. Well. So he's he's in on it too. Wow. So I guess I don't know how she figured that out, or they. I guess they might have. The vigilante group might have had his, their eyes on him. Um. So meanwhile, while this is happening, the policeman there's like a policeman blocking the road near this like building where all this is taking place, and the vigilante group, um, 
comes up and they're kind of like driving their little van and they, you know, one gets out and the policeman's like, there's plenty of trouble for you here, Spook. And I was like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Spook. <laughs> My God. And the and the man, like, he does this really good thing. Like the black dude, he does this really great, like, sort of like, oh, yes, master kind of line. He's like, oh, no, yes, sir. We won't, <laughs> we won't make any trouble. And I'm like, Man, the white man fell for it real hard. <laughs> and the the men burst out of the van with like guns. Like huge guns. <laughs> I was like, shit. <laughs> like we were they were ready. They were like gang gang out there. <laughs> and like we will fuck you, <laughs> fuck you up in this desert. <laughs> and uh so Foxy has stolen the plane. <laughs> all this is all happening. And she doesn't. I was like, "What?" I thought she was gonna start flying. It, it was so, but she didn't. Me too. <laughs> like I was really worried. I was like, "Wait, what is she doing? What is she doing?" <laughs> and I honestly thought I was like, "Foxy probably know how to fly on this plane because she's so smart and beautiful and amazing. She could do this if she wanted to. She could figure out how to fly a plane." And I really thought she was. I feel like if she really put her mind to it, if she had like. A little less like pressure and a little, you know, a little bit smidge more time. I'm sure she could lift that plate up in the air. I'm pretty sure. I don't doubt her. I believe in me too. I believe in her wholeheartedly. Uh, so she <laughs> she's driving the plane around because it's like one of those planes. It's like a propeller plane kind of thing. And so she's kind of like, <laughs> and she runs over the 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 pilot, and his like money goes flying everywhere. And then uh, there is, well, he kind of dodged out the way. But then there's uh, one of Catherine's men is shooting at the plane because he's like shooting at the window of the plane. And she <laughs> she ran his ass over again with the running people over. <laughs> like, she, But he goes like splat. And I think he gets hit with like the propeller. So he goes like. Body parts everywhere. <laughs> it was <getting> so <laughs> But it was actually really well done. Like it wasn't so like where you couldn't tell it was like a doll or something like that. Like it looked really legit. Uh <laughs> and then she after she runs him over, she like crashes her plane into like the building where they're all meeting in. Um and so Steve is there, he's escaped into like in a car. Foxy chases in another car and the police there sorry the vigilantes are posing as like policemen at the same like blocked pathway so they drag him out the car and um Foxy pulls up in her vehicle and the one of the vigilantes has like this big ass knife it's like I don't know what kind of knife is this like a machete it's a huge fucking knife. Like, it's not like a sword. It might have been a... But it's big. <laughs> <laughs> it's real. I'm like making... It might have been a machete. You can't see my hands right now, but I'm making like how big this knife is. It's, 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 it's a big ass knife. And so he's like, oh, I thought they were going to give the knife to Foxy, but they didn't. So... They castrate Steve. Steve is dickless. He's he the dick is gone. <laughs> Steve has had his dick removed. 
um, in the middle of the desert. Poe that. At home, Catherine is freaking out. She's in a really cute little, like, psychedelic little dress, little psychedelic pattern, real cute. And Foxy arrives, and, like, her men kind of accost her, and they start patting her down because they're looking for a weapon. <laughs> and this is the fun. <laughs> she says, don't pinch the fruit, because you start, like, grabbing at her boobs. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, my God, Foxy's boobs. Everybody in Foxy's boobs. And so they're trying to figure out what she has brought because she brought a jar to Catherine and they like look at it and they realize it's Steve's dick in the jar. And she drops it. She like, Catherine looks at it like, <laughs> and she drops it. And I was like, bruh. Like, I screamed. Bruh. I laughed and screamed. And I was like, Steve ain't got no dick. Steve and I was like, Steve. Sorry about it, man. Um, Had to be you. Right. <laughs> and so Steve. this is an, icon- I, an I- iconic moment. Because they have pat down Foxy, they do not realize that she has a gun in her afro. <laughs> the, little, the, the little gun. And she pulls it out and she shoots the men in the face and like Catherine, yes, she shoots in the head, yes, like, in, like boop, like point, like in the forehead. And I think she did this like in, um, in coffee too. Only she had like razor blades in her afro. So the afro is multi-purpose, you know. Symbol, it's a, you know, it's a symbol of you know black pa- power and nationalism. But also, if you have to go cap somebody, you can just store it in there. You can't do that nowadays because TSA be having their whole hands up in your hair. <laughs> But, you know, if you ever grow an afro big enough, you know, maybe. <laughs> One day I will have an afro big enough to hide a small gun and some razor blades in. Like, Not when I'm going to the airport, though. No, please don't do that. Please. Not going to the airport. Don't be like T.I. And, and Joel Santana and all the rest of them that keep bringing weapons to fucking international airports. <laughs> and just being like, oh, <laughs> I forgot. The burner's in the yeah, bag. I didn't know. Why would you? Oh, like, oh, let me not spoil Atlanta. Okay. Oh, that was a good part. (laughs) I personally, I mean, the fact that the fact that uh, that he brought the gun was dumb, but who he pawned it off on was brilliant. (laughs) So, (laughs) (laughs) so he, uh, so yeah, so so Foxy has shot Catherine, and Catherine's like, I just want to die, and. She's like, well, ha, I just want you to suffer. I want you to suffer because <laughs> death is too easy for you, bitch. <laughs> I was like, this is a great movie. This is fantastic. This is so great. Dialogue, costumes, setting, cinematography, all of it. <laughs> and so. Coherent plot. Coherent plot. plot. Absolutely. So the final scene is when. She gets in the car with Oscar, which I guess is the, one of the vigilantes' names. And there's like a zoom in on her face. And then like the credits roll. And I was like, oh my God. I've been reborn. This is such a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a good movie. It doesn't freaking make any sense. I just, uh, for all the reasons that we stated, like, 
coherent plots, costumes, humor, drama, wigs, wigs, wigs. my wigs. wig, my wig has flown. <laughs> my wig is blasted off in the orbit. I can't believe it was such a good movie. <laughs> my God. I know we do. So like would our- you recommend it? Absolutely. Damn it. <laughs> absolutely (laughs) like i really so like i enjoyed i enjoyed dolomite right because it was funny but like i think this movie was like like what it what dolomite could be maybe with like a better budget although it seems in some parts that they had maybe similar budgets but i feel like like editing and and writing and mean all of it because i mean i don't really know like enough about um I, what was it derville <laughs> whoever directed okay. dolomite derville um martin okay that sounds that sounds about right i don't know <laughs> enough about his like directing and and that but i think this just had like a better hand on it which is kind of crazy because the director of this movie was white um or is yeah. white and i think he he had like several exploitation films but it's still you know they still yeah. end up being like really at least this one because he directed coffee too so mm-hmm. um i just think this was just like all the things you would want in a movie like of this genre and in general and like pam's kicking ass and looking good while doing it and like she's not just like a really flat character she's got more like dimension she's not a dolomite girl <laughs> she's like a, you know and and the fight scenes were were like like legit fight scenes it good wasn't, it wasn't just like everybody somehow is kung fu fighting <laughs> everybody doesn't <laughs> Did you see that tweet from Erica Badu where she was like, "Not everybody couldn't have possibly kung kung fu fighting." <laughs> like, <laughs> it was such like a random like high ass tweet, and I was like, "You know what? You're right." Was everybody really kung fu fighting? <laughs> and in this movie, they weren't. It was like legit, like punches and and like chairs and um, glass bottles being thrown like shit you would that would happen like a brawl i feel and so i really like it i think if you if you watch this movie just watch it just watch it just um yes <laughs> uh she cut off a dude's nuts Dude. so just for that alone it's my favorite movie like it's it's so good like the wigs the costumes, mm-hmm. the acting, the plot, like Pam Greer, just it's a really good movie. Yeah. And I'm glad that I dedicated an hour and some odd minutes to watching it. It has enriched my life. Like I feel like a better person after seeing it. Yes. Yes. I I feel like I feel like this has just opened up a whole new world. I'm like, what was I doing? What why wasn't I watching this before? Was that, <laughs> how long? Why did it take me so long to like do this? Like I don't understand. Um, ugh, so ridiculous. So 
I think I really want to, I don't have like a, um, I don't have a recommendation still as usual. Um, but I do want to watch Cleopatra Jones. <laughs> I think that's the next one I want to watch. Okay. Yeah. I, I think I would honestly recommend Jackie Brown. Okay. Like one thing I liked about Jackie Brown the most well, you could you could already see that it's literally like a love letter to Pam Greer. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about that earlier. That's that's what Jackie Brown is. But even though um, Tarantino is a weirdo with the foot fetish <laughs> who looks like a microwave, <laughs> a microwave jar of mayonnaise, he's a good director. Like, yeah, he liked to use the word nigga all the time, but he's a good director. Yeah. Um, and I liked how my like my favorite thing about Jackie Brown is the music. Mm-hmm. Like, um, there's one Delphonic song in the movie that's very important, and I really like that aspect of it. Yeah. Um He usually has really good music in his movies. He does. Like be mindful of the niggas though. Yeah. Because he uses sorry, not niggas, niggers. Be mindful of those because that's he sprinkled that shit on there like it's seasoning salt. I forget who. So says just it. be mindful. Who says it in this movie? Was it or in that movie? Because I haven't seen Jackie Brown in a, in a long time. Was it Samuel? I Jackson? feel like. Or was it the white people? Not Samuel. Well, it's the white people. Oh. Um, I think it's is. I feel like it's either Al Pacino or Robert De Niro. Yeah, it's Robert De Niro. It's Jackie Brown. Yeah, it's Robert. And he uses nigger. Nigger, sorry. Really? I did not realize that. I don't know what I was doing. I was looking at Pam. I was looking at Pam. My God. Um, Yeah, I, I, yeah. I think, I think a lot of the criticisms against Tarantino are extremely valid. Um, Yeah. Which is, uh, He's kind of like one of those people who like he he's he knows the culture so he feels like he has certain privileges in the culture and I'm just like but you're like Michael Rappaport my god I hate him <laughs> like Sean King Oh my god! Every time I see somebody retweet him, I'm like, please, please stop, please, please. You're doing a lot, and I don't like it. Oh my god, Brittany! I- oh god! Oh. Did we ever solve that mystery? <laughs> Did anybody ever solve that mystery? What of Sean King? Um, I feel like it has been solved, but. He don't want to accept it, so <laughs> people ignore it. So, to me, he is Talcum X. Oh my! God. I don't know who referred to him as that, but that's that's him in my book. Holy Ghost! <laughs> so, <laughs> so I guess, um, so I guess one thing I want to mention because I forgot to mention this at the beginning, actually, um, is that. There's another movie that I want to talk about, which I didn't talk about, and I've been hesitant to talk about, but whatever. Um, oh, Lord. Which one do you think I'm going to say? I don't know. 
I'm bracing myself. Okay. <laughs> um, hold on. Let me find the name of it because I actually forgot the name of it. That's trash. Hold on. Scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Oh. <laughs> Proud Mary. Oh. oh. That was so stressful. Oh. Okay. Did you see it? I did. So me and our friend of the show, Davlin, made plans to go see the Hey, Davlin, liquor. Hi, Davlin. Um, Davlin <laughs> and me went to go see this movie when it came out. Um, and so the whole premise of the movie, if you don't know, is that uh, there's this woman named Mary. She's a hit woman. Um for an organized crime family and she uh basically gets some shit that's according to the trailers in the movie she uh she kills a bookie doesn't realize the bookie's son is there she feels bad and she, she watches over him and eventually takes him in but then that causes her to be at odds with her crime family that she works for um so there is some aspects about this that I thought were gonna be like um like Foxy Brown and like Black Exploitation films, which is why I wanted to see this movie. Because even like the the poster has the same like kind of typeface and it's got like her like Mary with the like afro and there's all like these like stuff and like you know, her shooting at guns and there's it's really like it's very stark and very like like very suggestive that this is going to be like a modern day black exploitation, either like homage or like film or whatever. But it just like it just wasn't done the way I wanted it to be done. There's so much room for improvement, which made me like so annoyed because like Taraji, who stars in this movie, Taraji P. Henson, she was producer in this movie and so it was like Raji what's going on here <laughs> because uh like the movie starts out with a kind of like um almost like a black exploitation kind of thing kind of like how uh Foxy Brown started with the with the like silhouettes and stuff but it's her and she's kind of it's like Mary and she's I think she's saying like um, kind of like different action poses, that kind of thing. So it's like very reminiscent. But then once you watch the movie, it's like, where did it all go? Because she's not anything like she's not really like Foxy Brown in any sort of way. She's I don't even know if like that's the one that they were trying to like go for, like to get inspiration from. But it just had like a lot of editing issues and a lot of like like in this like the fight scenes in Foxy Brown they're very like realistic like I said these I'm like mm-hmm. like it's a spy it's like you know an assassin like hitman film so like it's not gonna be totally realistic it's gonna be sort of like you know stunts and stuff but I don't know it's just it was some of the parts were like it was it's too easy. She got out of that situation too easy. Like what's happening? And it just it didn't go the way I wanted it to go. And I just had that on my heart <laughs> for the last like like seven <laughs> months. 
But I just wish, I just, I don't know. Like, I feel like if they're going to do, like, these reboots and these TV versions or whatever the hell, I feel like they need to sort of balance it. Because I feel like even in, like, the sort of, like, exploitative parts of Poxy Brown, like, it did a really good job of, like, balancing out sort of like the more ridiculous moments and more of like the over the top moments with the more um sort of like believable moments even the dialogue was good like i don't know because i know there i know there's a few like projects in the work that feel like i guess they're gonna sort of have this aesthetic and this like genre feel but i just i want people to do better (laughs) I want it to be yeah, done right. It's it seems is it's Tarantino the per like is he really the best person to do it right? Oh, what is the other one that's gonna? Do? <sighs> I guess we should mention Spike Lee and his movie uh, coming out that I have seen uh, that looks like it's going to be set in the seventies. Um. Black Klansman? Yeah, apparently it's a biographical film. So it's based off okay. of... Okay, okay. Set in the 70s in Colorado, follows an American detective, African-American detective, who sets out to infiltrate and expose the Ku Klux Klan. Okay. Ooh. All right. By a, it's this guy named Ron Stahl. I mean... So he was the first African-American police officer and detective in the Colorado Springs Police Department. So this is actually based off his life. Um. Okay. <laughs> I bet. I bet it's a, a movie. A movie that is filmed bet, and exists. Yeah, a movie that is going to be on a big screen and small television screens someday. I. I guess, girl. I guess. I I saw trust in Spike Lee after I saw Miracle at Saint Anna. Like I. I don't trust him that much no more. Mm-mm. I gotta. Mm-mm. I now I gotta see this movie because I want to know how it turns out. Ashley, why you do this? So at this point of the night, my internet said "fuck it" and quit on us. So we never got to really finish our discussion on Spike Lee or Black Klansman. But fear not, we will actually be talking about Spike Lee very, very soon. All right, we're back. <laughs> we had some technical difficulty, but here we are again. Just in time to plug where you guys can find us. Mm-hmm. So you can find us on Twitter at BLK Girl Film Club. Mm-hmm. Um, you can always visit our website at Black Girl Film Club, black is all spelled out, dot com. And you can always email us with your suggestions or like um, any questions you have or if you really love us or like don't email us about no beehive stuff though. Like I love Beyonce, so don't don't attack me. Oh God, um, I've really done that. I <laughs> forgot you got into this embroiled, embroiled on this. Oh no. Oh, but you can always email us at blackgirlfilmclub at gmail.com and Ashley do you want to share what we're going to be uh, discussing next month 
Yes. So we are going to watch School Days and yeah! Dear White People, the movie, yeah! <laughs> not the show. Um, I am unfamiliar. Well, I've heard of School Days. Um, I am unfamiliar with Dear White People other than it being a television program and a thing that was started on Tumblr. <laughs> That's all I know about it. Um, so <laughs> I am, I am, um, I'm curious. I'm a little nervous, but we're going to do this because, um, yeah, <laughs> that's what we can fix. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to talking about school days. I know I just said that I don't trust like Lee that much anymore, but school days was oh, an important shit. movie for me. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of my favorites. <laughs> See, I didn't even know. I didn't actually know that it was a Spike Lee movie, so I'm also out of it, I guess, with school days as well. So <laughs> that doesn't help me any. Um, please don't stone me in public, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess these are both about college. Yep. Historic college life. Is is um, is your white people about historically black college or is it just um, no. no. Okay, it's just like black people in college with Yes. Okay. Yep. So this will be more of <laughs> my experience. <laughs> oh god. I guess what are, okay. Yeah. Because I didn't go. You went to an HBCU while I went yes. to um PWI. What the fuck is that? What is it? Oh, predominantly white. Predominantly white institution. Boop, boop. Okay. okay. Yeah. That's definitely um this. Oh, <laughs> that's definitely where I went to school. <laughs> Although I have mentioned that we had like a lot of like black Greek life on campus. Mm-hmm. And we had a lot of like black um I guess a lot of like black community and like organizations on campus which was good because like most mm-hmm. of the things I got involved in or parties and how I met a lot of people were at at least my first year whereas at um some party thrown by <laughs> one Greek organization or another so um so yeah so that was pretty fun for my first year and then um I realized that if I didn't um actually do my classwork I wasn't gonna go and pass <laughs> so I quickly did not have I didn't stay uh, very active um in like social stuff for very long but hey so it should be interesting um if you've seen any of these movies let us know I guess how you feel about them I know a lot of you were excited for black exploitation um month and hopefully we get to watch another um another bit of these movies um I like a later date because I feel like I should be watching more. And oh, are you gonna still do um Yes Brown Sugar Reviews? Yes, so I wrote one on Watermelon Man. I posted it last week, so it's up. And I think the next one I'm gonna write is about Petey Wheatstraw. Starring Rudy Ray Moore as a guy who was born as like six years old. And fought his mama and a doctor fresh out the womb. No, sorry. His dad and the doctor fresh out the womb until his mama told him to sit his narrow ass down. And it was the greatest movie I've ever seen. Oh. I love black exploitation now. 
Oh my god. That is that is a uh, <laughs> my god, that's gonna be great. I guess look out for that. <laughs> whenever, <laughs> we'll tweet whenever Brittany has that um done with and post it on our uh blog. And I guess uh anything else do you want to like talk about or whatever? I kinda like lost it after we started talking about black clans and we had like I guess the the universe didn't want us to talk about that movie at all because like, <laughs> my, my internet went out. So whatever we said, like that was like an hour ago or something. So whatever we were talking about, like I don't fucking remember. I won't know until we edit this. So <laughs> maybe, it's, maybe it's for the best but we'll i mean we'll be hearing about that movie probably a lot more in the coming yeah. um days yeah it comes out the same day is like the year anniversary of like the charlottesville rally oh uh. <laughs> so that should be a curious <laughs> thing people really like doing that now i guess Tarantino uh, wanted oh. to put out that movie on the same day that everybody got murdered no but no. i don't think i don't think he's gonna get to i didn't read why but i i read i oh. saw somewhere that he i guess the date's changing or something oh god why do y'all do the disrespectful shit <laughs> why do y'all do this uh so yeah so um yeah, but it should be interesting. I guess look out for like our our next episode very soon. And uh, yeah, I think that's it. That's it. That's okay, it. we did it. Bye guys. Bye guys. Bye guys. Mwah, mwah, mwah. <laughs> <laughs>